one single land. Come on down to Single Land. It's Radio Free Topeg. I'm Donovan. I'm the uh, Goodwill Ambassador from Single Land, Arthur. <laughs> Welcome. I've been here a long time, and I'm just <laughs> happy to have you here with me finally, Donovan. Oh, it's so great to be back. And speaking of being back, we've got uh, Brett Payne from Street Fight Radio uh, returning this week. What's up, Brett? Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. A lot has changed in a year for me. So uh, I did listen back to my old show and I can't wait to uh, correct all that nonsense I said before. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what is an example? So what, what's one thing that you heard in, the, in your previous appearance that you're like, what the fuck was I talking about? Um, I think, I don't know. It was, it was really, I guess, just my opinion on relationships was a matter of like, it was just really, it sounded very functional and very much, um, you know, if you both agree to uh, push each other to be, a, to be better people, then that's a relationship. Um, there wasn't a lot of, a lot of mention of liking the person or like, <laughs> you know, wanting to do anything that they asked for you. You know, it was, it was more of a position of like, you're resigned to, uh, I guess is how I felt. Sure. Right. Uh, cause Brett, you, y'all split up as, has it been two months now? I think, you know, I wouldn't know. I went into like a black hole of time um, when it <laughs> happened and kind of just was frozen. And then it was the summer. Um, yeah, it was like March 20th, I think was the date. So it's been three months now. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause uh, last, last appearance was like a, a, a year ago. And uh, I think if for folks listening, but listen for a bit, we, we talked a little bit about your situation when we had uh, Luisa Diaz on. Uh, and I know then you went on Why You Mad and talked to her and Jake uh, about the whole solo poly thing she was talking about on here. Uh, I'm curious, too, like, so, you know, being three months past this, I also right about that time that happened, I was like, oh, it's been like a year since we've had Brett on. I'm going to message him. And then that happened. I was like. I don't know if I want to hit him up and like, hey, come talk about relationships like a week after you've got divorced. That's like a great time. <laughs> yeah, I would have declined. Um, I would have declined that. It was um, it was shocking. Um, it it was also like, you know, I wasn't surprised. Um, but, you know, the the way with quarantine, the way it worked is, you know, our relationship worked pretty well when, you know, I went on tour and when she went to an office and there was time away from each other. Right. Uh, but once we were around each other all the time, you know, it just like, it just forced so many interactions that were really frustrating that were just like, I don't think we uh, fundamentally agree on some stuff here. You know, I'm finding like all the time there's things that we, that, uh, that, that we aren't in line with. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It just, the, the whole thing started to fall apart. And then, by the time we were supposed to go back to normal and everything, I, I think that it was, uh, you know, I had given up and she kind of felt it. And, but she was the one that was like, you know, we got to stop doing this. And it was like, it, it wasn't very eventful. Um, there was no, like, there was no cheating or beating or abuse or there's no lawyers involved. Mm -hmm. Um, we both kind of just agreed to go separate ways. Um, it's kind of, it sucks. Um, it's weird, but I'm also in a way better place now. I mean, mm. uh, it was hard to get used to and it happened really fast. Um, but I, I feel way more in line uh, with myself and where I want to be at this point. And I have a lot of hope for the future and a, and, and a different idea of, of what my life is going to be. So, you know, I think that it, it, it was great. It's like a, it's like a, another shot at life for me, I guess. <laughs> wow. I like that outlook. I, I mean, also listening to you on the other shows and on your show, like I was talking about it, it, it seems like your head has been in a really good place with things. It, was that something that was weighing on you? Like, did you have a sense before that of like, maybe this isn't the like relationship situation I want to be in? Or was it pretty suddenly like, oh, shit, I, no. like, I hadn't noticed this before? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like, yeah, I, I got miserable a few years ago when we moved back to Columbus. Um, and I started working full time with Street Fight and Street Fight started actually paying the bills um, Our what I did in the house and like my time and attention changed. And that kind of that kind of got the relationship in a different place. And um, yeah, I, I think that if 
well, it sucks because I'm I'm not going to beat myself up about it, but you know, there was just times that I knew where I decided that this was probably the most comfortable place I could be. Like you just say, like, mm-hmm. this is kind of miserable, but um, I'm kind of used to it. And I have a roof over my head and I get to do vacations and I get to do all this fun stuff. And I can, I can, I can swipe my card anywhere I want and get any stupid little thing my heart desires. Um, and you feel like you made it, you know, you like you buy a house, like we bought a house too. And, but inside it was really like, I, I was doing this because you're supposed to, you know, <laughs> because right. it wasn't really what, where, where I wanted to spend my time and effort on. And um, yeah, I, I, I think that for me, I also like my life would have been different with like economic choices too, uh, with like, mm-hmm. just, it's so hard to live on your own uh, in America there's not it's just set up so that if you get married you have now you can do whatever you want but on your own like it's it feels it's struggling all the time uh i'm checking my bank account way more than ever um and i don't know i i i don't know i kind of i i have a bad idea of what relationships are supposed to be and it's just like you tough them out and uh now i realize that was stupid you know and i'm glad that i like i'm glad i got thrown out of that because i was really once I started listening to Bleeding Me by Metallica and really feeling it, <laughs> that's when I was like, you know, I'm deep into like sad, sad white guy blues. Like this is midlife crisis is about to happen here. I'm about to go buy a Corvette, like, cause I just feel alone in my own home, you know, or like, I, I you know, yes. I don't know how I got here, you know, I, I, you know, and it's also, it's on me be just being too nice and letting things escalate and letting things go forward and not saying like, I don't know if I like you, you know, I don't know if I love you. I don't know how yeah. I feel right now. It's, it was too hard for me to just say that at any right. point, you know? Um, and understandably, like, especially w- with what you're talking about, when you're living together, your lives are tied together and you got a kid to worry about and like things you're trying to do that you would prefer. I'm sure not all of these disruptions to happen, like beyond, uh, you know, any, anything kind of personal or like tendency to, have a difficult time speaking up about that or, or, or anything like that. It's like, it's such a hard thing to do by yourself, even if you have it reasoned through, like without kind of something yeah. forcing you. And th- like you're saying, I think that's for the best sometimes, because a lot of times you get and you're, get out and you're like, holy shit, what have I been doing? What are they, yeah. what, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's such a wild feeling. Yeah. And, and I think that, I mean, I think pre COVID and anybody that's listening to this, if you feel this way, like you have to not, you have to get out of it. I mean, I think that I had probably resigned for like, as soon as the kid graduates high school, as soon as they, Charlotte graduates high school, we'll probably get divorced, you know? And I kind of felt like that was, and, and, and then it's like you, you, cause you have this stupid, like leave it to beaver idea of like, that they're supposed to be two parents in a household, but if they don't fucking like each other and if the vibe is constantly off, you're fucking right. your kid up. You're not like, this has improved my relationship with my kid a lot more uh, than, than ever. Like me trying to work it out with, with her mom would have been detrimental to her health. Uh, and, and now that I'm on my own and I can be myself and uh, I can guide the activities and, and we can have conversations without, someone else there watching or commenting it's like it it has improved um everything in that regard too that's really good to hear just easier to get by with that all of that pressure you know on you constantly kind of in the back of your mind uh have you been i I know with covid and stuff it's it's probably not the easiest but have have you been able to get out and date at all oh it's also a matter of timing too yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, as soon as I got vaxxed, I was, yeah, <laughs> I was out there. Um, How's that been going? Yeah, it's weird. Uh, it's different. Um, I mean, like the first time having sex, I was like, I'm going to be in so much fucking trouble. <laughs> like I yeah. felt like I was, I felt like I ruined my marriage still, even though like I was out of it. It was just like something about it. Like even like just, I, I went on a date tonight. And like holding hands, kissing in public, I'm like, fuck, what if one of my friends is here and sees yeah. this? But it's, I shouldn't feel that way. But it's been, right. it's been, I was with my wife for 12 years. And oh, yeah. man. 
So it, this is all very new and very different, um, but I like it. And, and dating has been awesome because um, I'm really into weird scenarios and I really like people. Um, and so I've had dates where I like went over there, I put on my cologne. I thought, you know, I thought I was ready to score. And then we just had a really fun time and talked and we're kind of friends, kind of more just like pals than anything else. And that's been right. good for me because I'm just like, I don't want to, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to score numbers or anything like that. Um, but I really do. I, I mean, you know, I really do appreciate talking to women more than men, like guys are just, I just <laughs> don't, I know what they're going to say. They <laughs> suck and they're stupid. Um, so it's been nice to me to talk like to, to, you know, a, a handful of girls about stuff that I'm into and that they, they like and back and forth. And um, I don't know. It's, it's been great. It's been nice to, to, because like in a relationship too, there's, there's this pressure that like that one person is going to meet all your needs or is going to compromise yes. on some things. But like, you know, I have a, I have a, like a girlfriend I can go roller skate with. I have one I can go see horror movies with. I have one I can talk about Nietzsche with. Like it's, it's whatever my <laughs> passions are. Like you don't have to do everything for me, but you know, like if right. connecting with people and meeting new people uh, is, is been good for me. And also being, I mean, being alone, uh, I, I never realized how important that was to me because during quarantine, having my wife and kid around, I always felt like I was being observed and I never felt comfortable in my skin and I Ugh. never felt like I could bust loose and just act weird on my own. And that's how I get things done. I, I do right. things in a way that I don't want someone else to know how I, how I make the show happen. <laughs> I don't want people to know how this all gets done. It looks crazy. Yeah. Um, so when they're there, even then it just created this element of like being observed. It changed. It was some quantum mm. shit. I feel that for sure. I, I get that with like work situations a lot too, even just in the same room with somebody else in like an office setting. It's just like, Oh yeah. man, like I can't focus if there's all this shit going on around me. And it's like, what, what if they need something for me? And like I miss here or whatever. I don't know. Your, your attention yeah. starts going all these different places and ends up screwing with you. So no, I'm no, I would do the same thing where they would be like, Hey, could you look at this thing? Could you, could you rectify this problem? And I would go to the computer and I would say, you're not going to watch me do it. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> so you got to go. Like, it's just so take a lap. Yeah. Just four <laughs> minutes. If you watch me, I'm going to spell everything wrong. I'm going to fall apart. <laughs> I, I feel that for sure. I'm glad it's going so well with the, with the dating though, uh, whatever kind of like, I come back into that and I'm not quite there yet. Uh, we're week two of, of past the breakup for me. Uh, but even kind of like thinking in that direction, there's a part I kind of overlook in like a relationship that you kind of miss. And then you come back and you're like, Oh, this is good. And I mean, just like the social aspect of it for me, like you're talking about, like there's something nice about just like, I'm going to meet somebody new. We're going to go have a drink and talk. Who knows what's going to happen? But like, I get to talk with a stranger and yeah. we got something in common. You know, maybe we talked on Tinder or something beforehand. So it's not like this completely brand new situation. I don't know. Yeah. I, I Just that like social excitement for me. There's, there's a lot to that. And I mean, I, I mean, I didn't, I never would have thought of myself as like a cuddly guy before. Um, but like more than anything, just, holding on to somebody or having them having them squeeze back is just <laughs> such a necessary part of life uh for me like it's just i can't believe how quickly i was without that and it was like oh my god i have to just have someone lay in this bed with me right now and just let i want some, i want a head laying on my chest that's all i want i don't care any no sexual anything i just need that experience you know like i just <laughs> i don't know it, it's it's you you don't know until it's not there. Uh, and well, then... I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, and then I, I think to, for me too is, uh, you know, when I, the way that I'm handling it is, is like, uh, you know, I'm talking to more than, than one person, uh, but I am upfront about that and, mm -hmm. and everybody knows what's going on. And, you know, like the girl I went on a date with, she has like, she lives with her boyfriend and they do all their stuff together. Um, but then I can just take her on a date and we can go do fun stuff. I can spoil her and we can have fun and then that's it. And then I go and get to be myself and it's, it's, it works for everybody, you know? Uh, 
it's it's uh i don't know the the world is more open and and you know not everybody is going to be into it i mean you go on tinder right. and there's all kinds of like i'm looking for my number one and love of my life and all of that um you know but even there's there was a girl i started dating that uh actually i this is this was a, a wild one um i signed on to tinder <laughs> And this this girl matched with me, and I recognized the name immediately because it was a misspelling of a very common name. And this was like my high school sweetheart, the girl I wanted to date more than anything. Oh shit! And I used to I like I would search her like every few years. I would always try to find yeah. her on social media. She never had social media at all. Oh. And then twenty years later, it was on Tinder. <laughs> she matched with me. I. I uh, wrote to her. She didn't know who it was. And I was like, this is Brett Payne. She was like, oh my God, Brett Payne. And then she said, like, I still have our box. And she sends me Whoa. a picture of this shoe box full of notes that I used to give her Whoa. back in high school. Um, yeah, it was wild. So, uh, yeah, so I see her now. And, um, you know, I think that she was a little bit more into like the uh, Romeo and Juliet or like uh, Cinderella story stuff and thought it was that. And I kind of explain like I'm a I'm kind of a bird. I got to, you know, be free. And uh, like I'm a podcast guy that has a kid and I am more focused on Char having Charlotte and um, even her like she changed her expectations and we still have a good relationship. And uh, she was she started seeing somebody else. And I was like, fuck, yes. Great. <laughs> because yeah. I don't have enough time or attention to pay that the amount of time and attention that you require. I cannot do that. It's going to be, right. I'm going to need help. We need a bigger crew here. So that's fine with me. I'm and just getting, fine with that. Yeah. And just Sorry. getting to that point where you can establish that up front, like that makes things operate so much smoother and saves a lot of people's like just yeah. time and heartbreak. If you kind of get things on the table to begin with and does this work or not? Yeah. And I think, I mean, I've, and I, um, I mean, there's a, there's a slight, there's a slight bit of jealousy, but not really. Um, the other night, like I saw somebody that I'm seeing on like uh fucking Instagram out on a date, but I'm at home watching a race, drinking a beer, absolutely in heaven. So like, this is perfect yeah. for me. Like, <laughs> like, because in, in my marriage, when I watched a race, it was a problem. You know, it was yeah. like, then I took over the, the family TV or whatever. Right. And, and she didn't want to have it around. I'm in, I'm doing my thing. You do your thing. You know, we don't have to talk about it. You know, I'm not comparing notes and I'm, we're not like, I don't want to like, I'm not trying to convince you the other guy's stupid. Uh, just don't tell me, just don't tell me what goes on with him. I need you here right now. Uh, you know, and it's, it's like in my nature too. It's kind of like the, uh, like the dragon ball fusion dance where like <laughs> I can just combine with somebody and, and something new comes out on the other side you know, uh, it's like whatever I'm working with, like wh whatever you can give me, I can give it back. So, you know, I, I like, I, I really do enjoy, um, enjoy having like a variety of, of, uh, people to connect with on that level, uh, and, and spend my time there. Um, it is kind of a part-time job. It like dating is like a part-time yeah. job though. This is and, true. And like checking in with like four fucking girls all day long. Like, Hey, well, how's your day? Hey, so you, like, you have to do the same story <laughs> or give the same rundown. I'm like, Oh, well the trash bag, the bottom fell in the trash bag <laughs> all over the carpet. I had to clean it up this morning. <laughs> but by the third time, third or fourth time you tell it, you've got it down pat. Like you, yeah. like you've got the beats worked out. You've got some more tags for it. Like, <laughs> right. It's funnier. It's better. It's more impressive. <laughs> Just have whoever the, the first uh, person or the last person in the chain be, whoever is the most interested in comedy. And then it's like, all right, we're refining it down the line for them. This is right. perfect. <laughs> right. They get the joke. I'm glad to hear this is going so well, man. I, I had heard that. I remembered back to that episode, too. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like, that's got to be absolutely brutal. But it, it really seems like you're, uh, you're, I don't know, figuring out a lot of stuff about yourself and doing well after this. So that, that's great to hear. Yeah, I um. You know, I've been able to pursue more of my interests, uh, you know, just getting out there. I'm taking, I'm going to do uh, roller skating lessons this Saturday. Oh, yeah. Something I've always, like, I know how to do it all right, but I want to do like the jam skating where you dance yeah. and shit. And they, there's a place like less than a mile from my house that offers it. Um, you know, I, and I'm going to, I'm like, I'm doing more, um, 
I'm going to do some more solo traveling, something I haven't done before. Yeah. Um, That's a good time. Yeah, I it's it seems pretty scary, although I have all of the tools to make it work. Um, I still am just like going somewhere and not knowing anybody and being all by myself is sounds awesome. <laughs> sounds like a roller coaster ride. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. Well, uh, thanks for thanks for sharing all that on this. I've been I've been curious where you were at. Uh, and also thank you for sharing the question box link out there because we have uh, quite a few questions in the box. How about we answer some of them? Yeah, I would love yes. to do that. I I love giving out advice. You have to free me from this prison and say it from say it the way that the music happens after it. You have to say it so that the drop comes. Oh fuck! It's the question box. Donovan, I was in hell. You put me in hell. I was in question box purgatory. Drop purgatory. Making statements. Yeehaw! That's right, folks. It's the question box, the part of the show where you, the listener, can send your questions into us, and we'll answer them to the best of our abilities. Uh, if you are new to the show or have a short memory, you can find a link to the question box in our bio on social media. You can find us on Twitter at RFTBpod or on Instagram at Radio Free Tote Bag, or just hit up our website, RFTB.me. No account needed. Type that question into the box. Send that question to over to us. And uh, let's uh, let's start with uh, let's start with this one. Hi, Arthur, Dono, and Brett. What's up? Howdy. I want to get into better shape. The issue is that I'm ex- incredibly self-conscious, and there are dudes who critique my form at every opportunity, as well as hot ladies I probably discussed with my young adult dad bod. What do I do? Hmm. Where are you working out? Like, what, what location are you, uh, are you using? Are you in public? Are you using the park? Are you at the gym? Uh, because... I really don't think people are looking at you as much as you feel like people are looking at you. Yeah. I'm going to say um, the, the biggest beginner people, beginner fitness people, the, the thing they, they get wrong is that they're being judged mm-hmm. because everybody at the gym is there to work out their own problem with themselves. And they are all super stoked to see other people getting into that. And like, if you go in there and lift the lowest amount of weights possible, everybody there is rooting for you. Like it, 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 it is, there is, you can imagine the worst fucking tr- uh, lifted truck driving bro. <laughs> he will spot you and give you a pat on the back. I, I, I don't think that, I think that's comes out of not having an experience in the gym. Once you get in the gym, it's not a bad place to be. The fellowship in the church of iron is, just so powerful. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, pe- you're right. Like people in there, especially like the biggest people that you think are like intimidating and are like, oh, look at this like scrawny dude. Complete fucking opposite. Because it, it, it's what's it's what's Brett's saying. Everybody who's like in the gym has been at that point at some point in kind of their life where like they're the new person and the shit's unfamiliar. And that process of going from that and getting better uh, I think like really orientates people to know other people are going through that. And they're like, hell yeah. You know, I, I personally, I, uh, well, we're getting back into it here soon. Now that I can go to the gym, might buy a squat rack. That's too much of a tangent. Uh, I, I did powerlifting for like eight years and I got to be one of the big motherfuckers in the gym. Uh, but I'd always remember back to starting and, really going at it like feeling good about myself like early on uh into the lifting thing and then going to do bench putting a, a 10 on each side like kind of ashamedly got out eight reps and got pinned by the fucking 10s on each side like the oh. 65 pounds and in my head i'm like fucking panicking like oh my god like i look so fucking weak people are gonna laugh at me and this big dude comes over and lifts it up and he's like hey man happens to everybody happened to me earlier and I was like, oh, all right, shit. And like from there, I was like, damn, okay. Like that makes me, a lot of this is, a lot of this is like anxiety in my yeah. head kind of projecting to other people. Uh, Cause maybe, you know, I'm feeling insecure. I've got some kind of general anxiety going on. 
And uh, it really is just about reminding yourself as best you can that that's, that that's not the case, that that stuff is in your head. Let me tell you something that is a 100% true that I know is objectively true. There is a divide in that, like, everybody at the gym is judging anyone that isn't at the gym. So <laughs> as long as you're at the gym, you're in their club and you get right. to talk shit about the people that don't go to the gym. I am the recipient of the judgment, young gat bod person. You can, you can yeah. go and feel confident. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. The other thing is just the more you kind of get in there, the more comfortable you'll get. I, I got this like in a big way too is like on top of all the other kind of barriers to entry it's hard to fucking get yourself into the routine of, of going in and to kind of push yourself to do it and it's especially hard when you're like going in and you don't know what the fuck to do you don't know how the equipment operates like sometimes and you start getting like stressed about that and it makes everything harder it makes the whole time a, a lot more stressful yeah. I'd also recommend like if possible just to ease with that if you have a friend uh, who, who lifts and maybe would go with you I found that and kind of having somebody show me the ropes made that like entry process a lot easier. Yeah. Also, you need to accept that you know nothing about the human body and how it develops or about how fast muscle, you know, nothing at all. Um, body dysmorphia happens immediately as soon as you start doing fitness stuff because you want things to be differently. Uh, mm -hmm. But if, if you're putting up more weight, it doesn't matter if the titties are still sagging or if your muffin top is still there. If you're doing 50, if you're doing 50 pounds in June and you're doing 60 pounds in July, that's improvement. Um, the, the outside look of you is is not always under your control. There's not a weight to like to get ab muscles. You know, um, a lot of that is genetic. Very true. Very true. Fuck yeah. Hey. Yeah. You can even do it for eight years like me and then go through quarantine, start doing yoga and realize you were doing a whole bunch of shit wrong with your body this entire yeah. time. Like everybody's fucking figuring this stuff out. I don't know. Even, even the biggest people in there. Yeah. Well, well good yeah. luck with, uh, good luck with getting into this. And uh, also just remind yourself, like the more you do this and when you see those numbers go up, you're going to feel that satisfaction that you've been pushing through this, that you've been, you know, keeping at it and that you fought through the, the anxiety of it. And you're going to feel fucking great from then. And that's going to make all this stuff a lot easier. So we believe in you. Uh, go do some other fucking squats. Look up uh, Strong Lifts 5x5. Five five. That's a good intro program if you're into that, into the weightlifting kind of thing. Okay. That's what I started with. Arthur, what else we got in here? Uh, we got this one. I like this one. How do you go about dealing with family members who you believe are a bad influence for your child. Members who embrace the capitalist dog-eat-dog -dog system we are in. Well, Brett, you're the only person here with kids. We don't think either of us... I, I don't know if either of us have the best expertise here. Do you have any uh, thoughts? Um, I, I guess with that example... Um, you know, that is what the majority of people believe. So mm -hmm. it's how you've, if I didn't put my kid around uh, people that believe in, you know, uh, capitalism, that would be a problem. Uh, I mean, I, I expose her to family members that, that think things, you know, incorrect. And then I just have a conversation about it later with her. Um, I think that you have to put your kids around that because that's the world they're coming into. Right. Um, now, if it, I don't know, like it, it just depends how crazy it gets to me. Like some of the religious fundamentalism stuff, um, I wouldn't put my kid around. Um, a republic, I mean, all of my kids' relatives are fucking Republicans. There's just I live in Ohio, so I've, I mean, that's just going to be what it is. There's I, when I go, I, that's the family reunion shit I deal with. So um, I can't make that decision, but uh, she knows what's up, and I and uh, we have a lot of conversations about what what grandma and grandpa talked to her about um i'm not afraid of her hearing that like i said i'm i feel strong in my own foundation and what i believe that we can put them side by side and she's going to understand uh what right is mm. i feel that for sure yeah having confidence in your uh in your faith in the like the good way of doing things is so important and like knowing that you're able to articulate i feel like especially in the, the capitalism versus a more like uh social democratic or socialist uh economic system if it comes down to it it's much easier to explain like be cool to people 
to kids than it is well, to be like, well, just like take their shit and fuck them over, you know? That means you're better. Yeah. Right. I mean, I do a lot. I still a lot. I say the way that America is right now means that people suffer because they don't have enough money. You yeah. know, I, I tell my kid very upfront, like we have enough money to live. Um, if we didn't have enough money, you know, these are the circumstances we would be in. Uh, this is what other kids are going through. Um, so, you know, she gets a very, she gets a very upfront, uh, understanding of the world. Or like I, the, the worst impulses of fundamentalist, uh, uh, Christianity, like, uh, gay people are wrong. Well, gay yeah. people are people, like, <laughs> you know, treat everybody like they're a fucking human being and you're going to do okay, kid. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. The, the, um, respecting pronouns, um, all of the, then like we talk about, we've always talked about mommies and mommies and daddies and daddies. And we haven't talked about thruples yet. Maybe I should add that. But, <laughs> Maybe that's <coming> up. <laughs> um, but you know, like uh, even like, you know, when, when it comes to like spiders and stuff, I'll say, I'll call a spider a him and she'll be like, or it could be a her or a they. And I'm like, yeah. You're right. I get it. You got me there, kid. Uh, I love so, that. But so she's, yeah, I mean, I, there's no way that that uh, she's going to be convinced to to dislike or hate. There's just nothing about she's been raised right. So I don't think that's going to just get turned around just because of, of one sinister fucking uncle or, or aunt. Fuck yeah. That being said, if your kid's hanging out with like Baron Trump, maybe maybe split up. That's Baron Trump like 20 now or something. I have no wow. fucking sense of time. God, that's a weird thought. Baron. I don't think it's like that far, but he's a- I actually might be. He's 15. Oh, that's still. He's uh, a big th- ass 15 year old. Yeah. He's, yeah. Like he's going to play basketball in college for sure. Like I can't wait till fucking Baron Trump's like a power forward for some team. <laughs> March Madness. <laughs> Baron Trump <laughs> clinches the fucking game winning shot. <laughs> All right, fine. I take it back. Let your kid hang out with Baron Trump so they can learn to ball the fuck down. Let's go. <laughs> Well, thank you for that question. Uh, let's see what else we got in here. Hello, Arthur and Donovan Hello. and Brett. I think this this one was a little bit older. Uh, my question pretty much boils down to this. How do I make myself like anal? For context, I am a trans man in a relationship with a cis man. We have a healthy and pleasurable sex life. We're both switches. So we take turns topping and bottoming. Usually when my BF tops, he's fucking my front hole, but he particularly enjoys fucking my ass and gets really into it when he does. I'm relatively inexperienced with butt stuff, and my BF is the first person to ever penetrate me anally. My overall opinion is that anal is just okay. I enjoy the pleasure it gives him, but it is a weird sensation, and if I'm honest, I prefer taking it in the other hole. I want to like anal really badly, but at the end of the day, I don't have a prostate, so it will never be as stimulating for me as it would be for a cis man. However, I know there are plenty of people who don't have prostates, but still thoroughly enjoy anal, and I am wondering how. Is it an acquired taste? Can I just learn to like it, or am I stuck kind of tolerating it because it gives my partner pleasure? Thanks for reading. Love the show. And thank you for sending the question. Yeah. I think you kind of nailed it with acquired taste. Uh, so like early on in my anal career, I didn't know where the prostate was <laughs> and it's kind of, it's kind of in there, right? You kind of got to go looking for it. Uh, like you're going to hit it on accident, but you're not going to hit it in the kind of like uh, concentrated or directed way that you really need to get the most out of it. Right. Sure. So I'm kind of just exploring like how things feel around the anus, like around the, the butthole, around the sphincter. And then the some way perineum things perineum time. Yeah, some perineum time. The way Fuck. things feel as they like as things go a little deeper and the way you feel kind of like opened up, right? And those sensations are really fucking weird the first time you feel them. You're like, I have never felt anything go the other way. It's only ever come out. Why is the going in feel so fucking strange? Uh, ooh, that's a little colder than a turd. You know what I mean? Like anything it's all strange. Uh, but you start to sort of pick out the things about it that are interesting like you kind of like oh the feeling of being like opened up that's really wow that's something or like um a lot of times uh when you're having anal sex as somebody with a prostate you don't even the prostate isn't even like hit in the kind of like i said directed way that you really 
do mm-hmm. to get the most out of it, right? So I, I, do, I do think it is an acquired taste. I think it's the kind of thing that you're going to get used to. And uh, I really applaud you for doing it like because your boyfriend likes it. Not that everybody has to do that, but I think that's a really sweet thing to be like, my boyfriend yeah. likes this, so that's- we're going to do it. Yeah, I, like I would that. say that's, I mean, that's, I have very lived, I have no experience in this regard, except for that it's, uh, it's like a, a gift that you can give to your part. I've only received it as like a gift in that way. Um, but also, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I will say as somebody in the in-between who sometimes like a little digit in the butt during sex, or maybe you're messing with some kind of, some kind of butt plug situation. I I, I can get into that. But for me, that's not enough on its own. Like that's not really going to do it for me, but in combination with like other sex stuff, Oh, Mm -hmm. here we go. Vibrator shit. That's what, that's what Ah. I would always do is yeah. Another sex toy when you're going up the ass is usually evens right. things out so that it's a 50 50 pl- pleasure uh, handshake. <laughs> you got to get those levels, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. I got to write down pleasure handshake real quick. <laughs> incredible. Uh, but yeah, it's because it, if you don't, even if you don't like it on its own necessarily, I'm saying, and, and, and what Brett's getting at, it can add something to to the other stuff. It can add a different element. It mixes together to become something bigger than either was originally. Uh, or maybe maybe it's just kind of good that that could happen too. But so maybe try combining it with uh, uh, with some stuff uh, on the other side. Absolutely. Every time I have penetrated an AFAB partner anally and they used a vibrator at the same time, it has been explosive in the Buckets. results. They've fucking loved it yes buckets man for sure so maybe maybe get a maybe get a vibrator in there if you haven't tried that Uh, another thing too oh hold on a second i I blocked the question there oh yeah fire it up that is that is a strong (laughs) vibration fire one up and uh and also, like, if you're getting into this, if you've just been having, like, penetrative anal sex and, like, that's just a lot and is intense, you could also just kind of, like, work up to that with butt plugs, like, mm-hmm. of increasing size or, or, or other stuff and kind of, like, get a little more comfortable with it rather than, you know, jumping into the full thing. I don't, I don't know how you're kind of starting out with it. Fuck well, yeah. good. We, we, we wish you the best in, uh, in figuring this out because... Sometimes it can be a bit of a weird time to try to to try to figure something out, and you're like, oh yeah, I don't, yeah. I think I just don't like this. Maybe I should write it off. But sometimes it ends up being like you really just kind of put the work in a little bit, I guess, and you can kind of acquire the taste for it, as we've said. Yeah, I would, say, I would, I mean, my advice for anybody is don't do anything you don't want or you're not into. Yeah. But if you wrote in and you're asking, mm-hmm. it sounds like you really do want to try some right. stuff. So yeah, just think outside the box on other things that you can be doing when that's going on. <laughs> Hell yeah. Good luck out there. Thank you again for the question. Love it. What else uh, we got in this box? Hey, guys. My boyfriend and I are both on Twitter and have been for several years. He's neurodivergent and has a hard time making friends. About a year ago, my boyfriend fell in with a group of people calling themselves Fredo Chat. Since then, he's been more and more online, hanging out with these guys, including doing a weekly movie night. While it's nice that he's found a group of friends he feels comfortable with, he started getting into arguments with my friends about random topics, including, of all things, whether chili is soup. He also now spouts inane in-jokes and tells me about the latest, quote, discourse in, quote, hell world. (laughs) It's starting to be that he's less my boyfriend and more a member of the Fredo chat that I just happened to live with. How do I end his Twitter addiction? (laughs) What is, does anybody know what Fredo is? Fred, are you in Fredo chat? You can tell us if you're in Fredo chat. I don't know Fredo chat. I'm thinking Alfredo fans, right? (laughs) They love Alfredo. That's the only Fredo I like. I looked it up and Fredo Corleone from The Godfather is coming up. So maybe he's into mob activities. I'm smart. (laughs) Is that Uh, one of the joke he's making? Because maybe he's hanging out with the fucking Corleones. Maybe he's a made man. (laughs) Yeah, that's totally it. Uh, sounds like he's just in with a bunch of, uh, uh, so discourse in hell world makes it sound like it's some 
you know, lefties, some internet lefties that he's managed to get in touch with. And when we get into a group, sometimes it's a little fucking irritating. Like the way we talk to each other. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, I would, I mean, I, I would say that, um, those things, like when you find people to talk to that you really like and that know what you're talking about and you have this going on, it is very intense and you feel like you love this thing and you want Fredo chat to be your life, you know, and just like you want to live in Fredo. Um, I think as a partner, though, you do have to say like you have to you, you do have to set boundaries at this point. You just have to, to um you know, you're going to have to put up with it. If this is what they like, this is what they like. Um, I'm honestly thinking of Brian right now because he has <laughs> a chat called the woods. And so he will always say the woods chat. And I'm like, I don't know what the fucking woods chat is talking about, dude. <laughs> right. Um, and he's very invested in the woods chat. Um, and, but, at, but you just have to say like, no, no, like that's your, that's your private thing. That's something yeah. else. Um, we have a different relationship. You, you, you live in real world with me. We don't, it's not hell world. This is the real world that we live in together and you do shit with me and you have your friends. I mean, you know, uh, you have to respect, you have to respect it, but you also have to, to also put the boundaries out there. I've certainly dealt with this in my relationship where, you know, even, um, doing Twitter stuff early on, it was hard because Brian and I were like glued to our phones mm-hmm. doing Twitter but it was at the same time, like working towards eventually what was going to be like our career. Right. So that was not a waste of time. That was very important. It wasn't just fucking off in a chat though. So like mm-hmm. there, there's a difference in that, but I also, you know, if the, you, if you can't also take away the thing that makes that the thing that makes that person happy you can't say like right this thing that you're obsessed with that you put above everything else you can't do that anymore like that you can't do that. it's fredo corleone or me you gotta choose <laughs> oh for sure it, it, it really comes like a lot to this partner in the the one in the chat here because it, it there's there's like a balance with these things i'm in some group chats it's a good ass time you you got some inside jokes and stuff, but like I very much like that's just like some online shit. I'm, right. I'm not then running around in my life and like I don't know quoting whatever went on in there because usually it's a fucking end joke and those are not funny to people who are not fucking there. It's just Dude, annoying. The worst some, part. Oh, the worst part about being in a relationship or even just around another person is when you fucking laugh at your phone and they're like, "What are you laughing at?" And I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're qualified. I can't tell you. You don't want to like, well, what's funny. What's funny. I'm like, all right, strap in, get ready for this. You got like two years of chat log to read for context. There's going to be some pictures that were deleted that I can find and maybe give to you. So we can get the full picture here. No. Yeah. It's, it's, Uh, that's just should be the etiquette within jokes. And yeah, I I get getting excited about it. And I don't know. You think it's fucking hilarious. You're saying it constantly. I, I have that problem i get stuck on a word and repeat it fucking constantly Tell uh, us about just, it when we she just got to mitigate it a little together. bit <laughs> yeah and i would say you know like in the, if this person is a neurodivergent like you said and and has and this is something they've latched on to i mean you just have to tell them to shut shut it off like you just have to figure out how to get a valve like in your mind to say all right you know my partner doesn't want me to talk about fredo chat so i'm gonna shut it off i'm gonna focus on other things Although inside you're secretly thinking about Fredo chat. I know. <laughs> it's what you do for people that you love. And you want to maintain a relationship with. Just I wonder like, what he's thinking about. Fredo, Fredo chat. chat. Uh, if you want him to get involved in something, a lo- maybe a little more low key, a little more uh, wholesome, even uh, send him on over to the radio free tote bag discord. Subscribe at the, at the $5 a month level. Get four bonus episodes every month. In addition to access to, the rftb discord we're so nice and friendly and we don't have so far a ton of in jokes all we talk about is fraser it's great <laughs> but i think we talk about fraser all the time but that is a little bit better than fredo because at least fraser is a known quantity you know what i'm saying <laughs> well That's I, nice, I, blesso. yeah i guess uh, to put to put a bow on it let him know like hey i know this means a lot to you i don't want to like take you away from this but like you're just i don't get the end jokes you're talking to me about it too much just drive me a little nuts can you tone it down a little bit there we go 
Or kill yeah. Fredo. Maybe he's a bad influence. I don't know. Uh, oh, you just read that one. I sure did. So it's me. Oh, oh shit. Forgot about this one. Hello, cuties. Hello. Hello. Uh, my wife and I like to role play in the bedroom. Who don't? I'm a prominent local actor, so I'm pretty good at that, and it really gets her motor running. The issue is that during our recent quote-unquote upper-class woman meets Cockney ruffian roleplay, <laughs> I used an accent that will feature prominently in the next production I'm in. My wife has said that it makes her uncomfortable to hear me speak like that, British, outside of the bedroom, but it's just an accent. I can't avoid using the accent during the production either. How do I smooth things over with her? What is <laughs> so this is a good problem to have yeah hey, you got a great life <laughs> <laughs> see like when ooh, when you're doing that fucking chimney sweep shit she just fucking just gooshes and she doesn't want you to use the fucking cockney accent outside of the because that's just for her it's when too you're sexy talking, when you're talking about parking the lorry outside of the i don't know bum hole the, the tip that's the thing that's like the dump i think okay when you're parking the lorry outside the tip that just fucking does it for her you there can't we go use that for anyone else it's for me it's too beautiful of a dialect this is this is really interesting uh because like i don't know the central issue is like you've got your sex thing you're doing you do this kind of special thing with, with the voice here for it but that's something you got to use in other areas. And so it's kind of your thing, but like, oh, no, now it's not your thing because you're going to be doing it on stage. Kind of grow up, sweetheart. Like, sure. you know, you're not the only one that gets this, that gets my magic. I, I, I am sharing my magic with other people wherever I go. I lay it on them and they get it, too. You know, it's not just you. The people need it. Yeah. The, the people simply love the Cockney accent so much. It's... uh. You know, it's so sultry. It, it it really just takes your mind over. Yeah, I would just be in there. I yeah, I would think that you would just go there and just be overwhelmed with like passion. Like that's I don't know what why it would turn you off. Either you avoid it or you go and sit there and like wait. I mean, you got that's like that's pretty good. That's a good build up to sit through a whole True. play True. with your dude doing the sexiest voice you can think of. You're like wanting in the front pews, just sitting on a <laughs> trail of slime <laughs> and uh yeah and then you get to have him what's the complaint yeah, just just think of it as extended role play and it's in the you theater spe special you, stuff it's not it can't be can't always be special you, you know always, it's because they always they made those birthday cake flavor everything so now people think mm, they can get anything they want all the time this this is true and, and this that was is my, oh, that was my favorite vape flavor was fucking birthday cake from vape wild mm. it's everywhere good. It. it's in the air ah uh, ah uh, fuck wait where is it going with this i had something here I are we gonna lose vape it flavors and my apologies you hit me with the mf vape flavors and i uh i, I got a little sidetracked there i had something else to add to the uh to the end of this thing well i can't remember it it probably whatever it was whatever it was it was gonna save your marriage uh, and leads you to just decades and decades of happiness. So I'm sorry that it slipped out of my brain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked uh, uh, this was a, this is a question we have not heard before though. And so thank you. Thank you for sharing with us. And uh, I, you're using yeah. Cockney for the bedroom. Maybe introduce a new one. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Bring Scottish into it. Bring a mm. Scouse accent. You ever hear a Scouse accent? That shit's wild. Yeah, so there's there's more precious accents out there he could do just for you. And maybe he could even like he's given you the first taste of it too before it goes to the theater. You're getting the behind the scenes, you're getting the stuff first. I think that's how you frame this. You got that's first fishy. access to the cockney. Yeah. <laughs> Early access. That's fantastic. Early, Early access cockney. All right, what else? Uh, let's see. Oh, man, I'm so excited about this one. Hey, RFT Buds, which may very well be. That's what our fans are called, I think, RFT Buds. That's very good. That's very good. 
What's your number? My number is three. Your number is, of course, the number of times you can wrap your flaccid dick around your finger. Hey, three is too short for a phone number. What? I tested this because I saw this and I was like, Jesus, around around my finger. Uh, but I got I got a pretty I got a pretty small flaccid dick. Same. I think I got a, a maybe a time around. I don't know if you even know if you could call it that. Yeah, yeah, three is like you have to do some sort of you have to to stretch or something. Yeah, you have to pull. Um, yeah, three is impressive. So congratulations. You gotta, you gotta get your cock to turn to like a taffy consistency. You gotta put it in one of those little <laughs> spinner stretcher things that they got at the down at the pier at the boardwalk. I, you know what I can do? I can take my flaccid dick and put it over my wrist and call it a wristwatch. <laughs> That's <laughs> fun. Someone look at it. <laughs> That's really fun. Check out the wristwatch. Uh, uh, I, 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 can, I can take my balls out and stretch them real far and call them bat wings is a thing yes. I can do. <laughs> I haven't done that in forever. I need to, we used to bat wing people all the time. Just say their name and then you'd be standing there with like stretched out transparent ball skin it's just pulled so hard i got enough i can like shake it out like a blanket i can fucking i have not heard of that one our our stupid fucking one when i was in high school was to unzip your fly and pull like just a tiny bit of scrot through mm. yes. like, oh i dropped my gum and people there you go. and there's a moment of what oh it's just it's wonderful uh and so my number of uh of uh scrot gum that's not going anywhere i was thinking if i could create a number system for gum varieties but that's that's simply not gonna work i have but one flavor that flavor is scrotum (laughs) all right here's a here's a here's a relevant one here what are your favorite love slash heartbreak songs Mm. i'll cut them in too i'll do a little cut them in Ooh, a little editing magic I'm cursed with the thing where I can't remember what music I listen to if you ask me on the spot, but I am, I'm pulling up my Spotify right now. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at liked songs because I went through the breakup last week so I can see what we've been listening to, and it's the album Auto Pain by Deeper. They got a song called This Heat, and it's good because it's like kind of aggressive and like a little like upset, uh, but it's also a bop, so it puts you in a good mood. That's punk kind of shit i guess um i mean my guy really like my saddest breakup songs uh is george jones uh he has a song called if drinking don't kill me her memory will i must have shut them all down by the shape that i'm in i lay my head on the and the horn begins honking The whole neighborhood knows That I'm home drunk again If drinking don't She thinks I still care I've aged 20 years and five Good-hearted woman That's all the, that's all the, the sad shit I like Also, like, Towns Van Zant. Um, yeah. Lots of, yeah, cowboy Just sad tough guys that got their heart broken and they're going to do toxic masculinity to feel better about it <laughs> uh i've um, talked about this on the program before uh my big breakup song is archangel by burial oh, I don't get real you. fucking sad <laughs> Also, uh, a, a mm-hmm. pretty good. They got plenty of songs like that. Uh, I'm planking on the name of this one, but the the line in it that is that has sat with me and actually kind of made me realize I was in a codependent relationship to some extent. They say uh, electric light bulbs will make an absence of dark, but the light just ain't there still. Shit, I cannot just, eh, eh, to my- 
just like, oh, man, I'm filling this thing in my heart with like this artificial thing that's not actually going to like fix any of the internal strife I got going on. I got to get that real light. But at the time, it made me really sad. And I went for a long drive, smoked cigarettes, listened to the rest of that album and cried a whole bunch. So that one's pretty good. Good one. She uh, ionizes and atomizes. That's what the song's called. Can I say, uh, well, I'll give a, a guilty pleasure. Um, the song Love Story by Taylor Swift. See the lights, see the party, the ball gowns. See you make your way through the crowd and say hello. If I listen to that song, it makes, I, like after I'm texting with somebody that just makes me feel like I would do anything for them, run away and want to get married and live in a castle together. Like I'll listen to that song. <laughs> and then, you know, the next day I realize that's never going to happen, but it is good to be swept up in the moment. That's um, true. I, I like, um, yeah, I like the feelings of love. Um, you know, this must be a place by uh, talking heads. Yeah. good lovey-dovey song um the song i like uh angel olsen shut up kiss me uh hold me tight that's a good song i saw uh, a little band they're from ireland uh, they're called they were called Oppenheimer they're a little pop duo hmm. uh and they opened for they might be giants in buffalo and me and my girlfriend went and saw them and uh we were so in love with the album we bought the album from the merch table we were listening to it all the way back from the concert and like whenever like we were in a long distance relationship at the time too so i would throw the record on whenever i was missing her and to this day I cannot listen to a single track off of that record or I will die. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I will physically I like. die. That's what I love about music. It just leaves an imprint on your like soul. Like you just can't get away from it. Uh, some yeah. of it is just too real. There's stuff that me and my uh, wife had to split up our record collection. And oh, she was like, uh, she was just like, take these. I can't, I'll never listen to them ever again. <laughs> like uh, I can't, it just makes me think about you. Like, I get it. I get it. See, I, I go through like a whole arc because a lot of times like the, my breakup ends up album ends up being like an album that's stuck with me for a while. I, I tend to listen to like I find these albums. I really like I tend to listen to them a lot. Uh, and there's nothing worse than that. The breakup and you're like, I can't listen to my favorite album anymore. And I was like, that's not going to fucking stand like I, that, at some point I got to come around to this. And I always found it like an interesting kind of barometer on where I was in processing the breakup and like being okay with it to like how much of a reaction it brought up. And yeah. then at a certain point, it gets to where like it becomes even more meaningful because when you listen to it, like you feel back all that shit you went through from how bad it you know was making you feel to like I made it through all that stuff though. And now this is like my, you know, a persevering kind of music. I, I, it, it adds something to it. That's true. You're right. It reminds you of like yeah, how far you've come so far. Reclaim them albums. Uh, but listener, if you sent that in because you're going through some heartbreak or something right now, maybe maybe get a little playlist going of uh, of these ones we've uh, we've mentioned. Uh, although some of them are going to make you real sad. Yeah, yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, I would say honestly, the best thing I did throughout my break breakup was indulge the sad stuff because uh -huh. like trying to uh, ignore it for a whole week is worse than spending one day crying like a blubbering baby in my bed. You know, like <sighs> if, if, if I feel bad and I need to get it out, like I just do it and solve the problem. I don't like try to tell everyone else, like I'm keeping it together, girl. I got this, you know, I'm not, right. I'm not running around lying to anybody about shit. Like I, I want to cry immediately. I want, I'm going to play the saddest songs and, and, you know, think about that. That's what I want to do right now. And it's helpful. And it, it's like, not something I, not any way I handled things before. Um, it's taken a long time for me to, to get more in touch with that stuff. Uh, but you know, it, it's it, avoiding it is, is not solving it. For sure. I've, I've been going through a bit of that same thing. We talked about this, uh, 
last week on the Patreon more. I, I got a tendency to I get out of the breakup and I'm like, I'm good. I'm going to cut it off. I'm not going to talk about it. So it stays off my mind and I'm going to wait till it processes. Uh, but that's not actually a great strategy, it turns out, because you yeah. can't just force that stuff uh, out of there. And uh, letting letting yourself feel the things and like really feel it and like understanding like, damn, like this is a really intense thing that I'm feeling right now, you know, from this relationship. I don't know. That's like that's what like alive being alive is being about, and yeah. even though it's so fucking hard sometimes and intense. Like you're, you're right, Brett. The more you keep it bottled up, you're kind of like delaying. You're dragging out like these bad feelings. Whereas if you put the sad song on, you fucking sob. You're gonna get a lot of that out. You're gonna feel a lot lighter after that. No, yeah, that's the macho bullshit. I mean, that's the lie of like you know that don't ever let anybody make you cry. Don't let don't ever admit that somebody else affected you in any way. Right. Uh, but you should feel hurt. Like you gave your if you if you truly gave yourself to somebody and you truly you know uh we're connected with them like it's going to hurt it should hurt this is that's why that's why people stay married for decades because they don't want to go through the hurt of going of splitting up but it's hurt it's always hurt there's it's always every time hurt nobody gets out of that with like lands on two feet and just walks away okay exactly and then that's okay and it's understandable and it's part of being alive Feel them damn feelings. Uh, yeah. It's pretty good, even when it's not. Oh yeah, they're always interesting. That's my uh, that's my that's my plug for feelings at the end of the episode. <laughs> I think I've done a plug for feelings before. Uh, so this is round two. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll keep this plugging. Up. Uh, uh, Brett, would you please tell us what else is worth plugging? Yeah. Oh, what Come, I'm working on. We're yes, coming please. up. Uh, coming up on the end here. What do you? Uh, where can folks find your stuff? uh street fight radio is the name of the podcast uh just subscribe on itunes or stitcher or spotify we're on google play all the normal places um if you want more bonus stuff uh we do have a patreon we just uh finished up our heat o'brien unleashed episodes. um i think we're gonna do one more because we had a guest that couldn't line up and i really want to get her on um, but I'm not going to say who it is until we get there. Uh, but basically we all, we watched a bunch of old real sex episodes and uh, talked about them. And uh, it's incredibly weird and good. Something we've never done before. I don't know why Brian agreed to do it, but it's <laughs> been really fun. Right up our, right up our listeners alley for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, so yeah, I mean, there's like, you know, if you, there's me who's confident about my sexuality and, and my body and the things that I believe. And then there's Brian who doesn't want to have a body and <laughs> thinks he does everything wrong. Uh, and I know that it, I know that hits with a lot of the audience. A lot of the audience are like, I'm Brian. You know, so <laughs> I get it. Highly Fred recommend. Flavors. That's that's one of my favorite uh, mini series. Y'all have you, y'all have done. I've been listening along to that. Hearing somebody like who's uncomfortable with kind of talking about and opening up about the sexuality stuff, but he's, he's doing better with it. Like, as you go on, uh, it, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's good to listen to. Well, yeah, I mean, as we talked about it and I was like, you know, I mean, he, he said like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like half acid. I'm not gonna, I don't want to like shut down and have like a, a panic attack and not say anything. I'm going to just right. push through it. I'm just going to see what comes out. Just say, say what happened. <laughs> Be uncomfortable and see you on the other side. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. Well, check that out, folks. And uh, Arthur, what what do we have to shout out? Uh, we're going to shout out uh, our friend from episode 105, Ryan. Rich homie, click clack. We're shouting out spreadable fruit. We're shouting out Rich Homie Barb, who I actually had dinner with earlier this evening, who requested very uh, bluntly that I not call her Rich Homie Barb anymore. <laughs> um, uh, Barbara. Shouts there we to go. Barbara. Shouts out. <laughs> You've been keeping that one going for a while, too. Oh, uh, we also shout out my dad. I'm going to shout out my dad, Daddy Dylan. Oh. He's my dad. Uh, we're shouting at Abigail. Yeah. Uh, is that else? all of them? Yeah, it's Ryan. It's 
Yeah, I think we got them all. We got all of them. At the $10 a month level, you could be added to that. Make us say more things at the end of the show. It'll be a great time. Patreon.com slash RFTB. $5 for bonus episodes. You know how it goes. Uh, you also know that our intro song is the song Hanging On by the band Nowhere, and that you can find their music at nowheremusic.bandcamp.com. And our outro song is a song Stephanie by the Hayfellows, Instagram.com slash the Hayfellows, or on Spotify, three words, the Hayfellows. Uh, enormous thanks to Brett for coming on once more. You were fantastic. Thanks for having me. The crowd's love, going wild. Love to have you around. Uh, we also love to have the listeners around. Big thank you for tuning in. And I'm going to get right up here on this microphone and say that I love you. Thanks. Bye. Mwah. You got to have so much nose grease on your pop filter at this point, my friends. <laughs>